the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Adam Riojas, and I am so glad that you're here with us today. Today, my guest speaker is pastor and coach Dave Barrett, and I'm really excited about introducing him to you folks today. He is an amazing man and has always been a mentor to me since my high school days. So today I'll start off with just simply asking Pastor Coach Dave Barrett to introduce himself. <laughs> well, thanks, Adam. Uh, well, my name is Dave Barrett. Uh, um, I've been uh, uh, involved in athletics and uh, all my life, uh, became a Christian, gave my life to the Lord uh, in, uh, in uh, my junior year in high school at Oceanside High School. Uh, just to, My dad was in the Marine Corps, so we had moved around a lot, and sports was the one connection I had to any new community I came to. So um, it, it was just something that I did and was part of my being, and, uh, but it wasn't enough. And uh, it was kind of like I reached a point when I was 16 that I, I just go – there's got to be something more. There's, there's something more. I mean, I love sports and I love doing what I'm doing, but there's, there was something missing. And uh, when, I, when I was a junior in high school, I gave my life to the Lord it, through a, some amazing circumstances, just like most of us, you know, our, our salvation stories are pretty unique and incredible because uh, that's what our God does. And uh, and since then, I've been walking with the Lord and still doing sports. God's given it to me, given it back to me, but in a way that's, uh, that's unique and, and wonderful. And uh, so I'm still blessed to be involved. Amazing. So tell me, how do we know each other? <laughs> how did we ever come to know Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like, uh, I've had kind of like a welcome back Cotter. Uh, I don't know if you remember that old TV show where a guy goes back and coaches at or teaches at the high school he went to. And I, so God, through a, some amazing circumstances, got me back to Oceanside High School where I graduated from, and I became a teacher and coach there. And there was this uh, really athletic, long-haired guy wandering <laughs> our campus when I, I think it was my first or second year uh, at Oceanside High School, back to school. And, uh, and uh, his name was Adam Riojas, and he was pretty, he was pretty well-known as an as a amazing athlete and kind of a hard-headed guy. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> so it, it was my freshman year when we met. The schools had just split apart. Um, I ended up at Oceanside High School, and I totally remember you. You were this uh, guy that had this little hop whenever you walked around, and, and, and you were a Christian. And to me, that was, uh, you know, pretty interesting back then because— God literally was the farthest thing from me. Um, how 
was your transition from actually being a student at Oceanside High School, uh, playing baseball, and uh, you obviously played some type of pro, uh, semi-pro ball eventually in college. Um, how was your transition into now becoming a teacher and a coach at Oceanside High School? Well, I, I attended Cal Lutheran University, played football and baseball at Cal Lutheran. Uh, played with uh, San Diego people would know this name. I played with Hank Bauer. Hank, <laughs> Hank's a great friend of mine. Uh, but we played uh, we played football together. Uh, he and Mike Shepard and and I and several of us uh, played baseball and football together at Calu. And afterwards, you know, uh, after a, a couple of pro opportunities, uh, I just decided that uh, you know I was going to get into music. And actually, one of my teammates and I actually went out. And we did music together for, for a couple of years. But the music industry is uh, really tough. You think baseball is a tough industry. Well, music's even tougher. Uh, and I just I kind of felt like God was you know, pulling me out of that environment because it wasn't healthy. And, uh, and so, well, what's the next steps? Well, I always love you know, the, the next the best thing to actually playing sports is to be on the field and coaching. And so uh, one of my uh, former coaches – a guy named Chuck Hall that you remember. Chuck Hall. Uh, Chuck Hall said to me, hey, have you ever thought about coaching? And I go, no, not really. And, and so I did. I uh, met with Chuck, started helping out at Oceanside. It seemed like a natural fit. God opened some doors for me to get my teaching credential. And next thing I know, I'm wandering around campus uh, at Oceanside High School where I grew up. So it's a pretty amazing story. Fantastic. Here's another question for you. Um, so you were, you are now still the varsity baseball coach at Oceanside High School. Um, there's, there's a legend about you that you were actually the athletic director at Oceanside High School. How, <laughs> yeah. how long was that tenure for? Um, I want to say it was probably 10 to 12 years. I, I, I followed the, a good friend of mine, Pat Kimbrell, that you know, who had been the AD for 20 years at Oceanside High and uh, so God opened that opportunity for me, and uh, I, at that point, uh, stopped coaching football. I had coached baseball and football for uh, for many, many years together in both those sports. And uh, at that point, I just became the baseball coach and the athletic director at Oceanside High School. So during this time, Oceanside is known for its football teams. How many CIFs did you guys actually win under under you being there? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, we we had great coaches and great staff, and uh, you know, the athletic director. You just uh, you just kind of ride that wave with him. And John Carroll and his staff were amazing. I think they won seven consecutive ones. I think they won uh, Oceanside totally. I think has won fifteen or sixteen CIF championships wow. in football. So. Uh, but again, it's a byproduct of being part of a, uh, a great group of men and women that uh, work together, and uh, it's kind of what happens in the church. You know that that when God brings people together that have talent and skill, and uh, and they have the right approach and right attitude and right focus, some really amazing things can happen. Amen. So, name some of the uh, athletes that uh, became professionals during uh, your time at Oceanside High School. <laughs> wow, question, that is, right? it's, it's, a, it's a that is a pretty lengthy list. I'll, I'll start it with some of the the older guys, some guys either I played with or 
that I knew. So guys like uh, Chris Chambliss, uh, Gary Thomason, who, who I played with, uh, Willie Buchanan, who's a great Christian brother. Uh, um, of course, Junior Seau. Junior was amazing. Had the, had the opportunity to work with him when he was in high school. Uh, Oakland Salavea, Joe Salavea, uh, Charles Dimery, uh, John Gibbs. I mean, the names go on and on. Uh, just there are so many. I I can't. As I start, I'm going. Okay, I can't even remember all of them. It just uh, it, it's been a great blessing. You know, certainly it's nothing that that I've done or anything that. Uh, any of us have done. We've just been blessed with tremendous young men and uh, tremendous uh, support in our community, and uh, it's it's been a, a amazing blessing to be part of the lives of those young men in, in in just a small portion, small way. So, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and we are currently here in the studio, and I am my guest today is. Uh, Pastor and coach Dave Barrett. Woohoo! So here's another great question for you. You're a man of God. You gave your life to the Lord when you were 16. Um, do you see that uh, having Jesus in your life has helped you influence some of these great athletes and just students in an overall uh, way of speaking? Well, I would hope that 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 I have been the aroma of Christ to those who are willing to, to experience Jesus. You know, the, that, that we are to be uh, the salt and the light of wherever we're, we're at. That if, uh, if you're walking the halls of a high school, you should be the salt and light there. Uh, if it's at a different stage, if you're, if you're in a professional stage, uh, where you're in an office or you're, you're to be the salt and light. At least that's what I read in the Gospels, that we are the salt of the earth. Amen. And that uh, we are to be the light. We're not to hide our light. We're to shine our light. We're to make the place that we're at a better place because we're there. And, and that would be my hope and that would be my prayer that, that God has used me, not because I'm so uh, – that I'm so talented or great or – inspirational, but God uses me because I'm available and I've and surrendered and just saying that, that Lord, be the light through me, shine your light through me. Amen. That is powerful. So I know that God is continuing to use you. And uh, what I love about our relationship is, of course, you were one of my co- uh, coaches in high school. But the beauty of that is you've never uh, surrendered who you were, and that's a man of God. And you continue to do that. Um, something really amazing now is, is you lead a Bible study. Tell us a little bit about, about that and how it got started and, and where you're at now. Well, we, we have a, a – a, it started out as a coach's Bible study, although we've expanded to – Anybody, you know, I, I believe that coaching is part of life, you know, that if you're, it's not just, I mean, you might have the title coach, but if you're a parent, you're a coach. If you're a community member, you're a coach. You know, in other words, you are, you have the opportunity to speak life into someone's life. Because to me, that's really what a coach does. He speaks life into people. 
you know, he sees people as they could be, not necessarily as they are. And, and so it started probably 20 years ago as a coach's Bible study that we would meet uh, uh, early mornings and uh, before school, and uh, and now it's kind of broadened itself. But it's a, a great group of men that, that we search the scriptures together, and uh, it's been an amazing journey to be with some of my brothers that uh, that uh, we've grown together and also grown as uh, as men of God in in this group. So, so you start that at a at a unique time. What time does this Bible study start? We start at five fifty five a.m. Uh, in honor of uh, of uh, Junior Seau, actually, because Junior's number was fifty five. And so we started five fifty-five a.m. Now I got to be honest, though. It usually, you know, I'm there at five fifty-five a.m. We don't <laughs> always get started at five fifty-five a.m. Though. <laughs> so you have a, you know, I've been there a few times, and you have some really amazing people that show up, and and some of the people that I've uh, followed and, and knew throughout my time as an athlete there at Oceanside School. One of them is William Buchanan. And and he comes and and he participates in that. And how was your relationship with William Buchanan? I know he played for Green Bay Packers and he also played for the Chargers for a little bit. Um, how was your relationship with Willie? I, <laughs> I love that man. He's 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 an awesome man of God, uh, awesome brother. Uh, actually kind of a funny story. So when, when, I, when I came to Oceanside, <clears throat> you know, our, uh, I was playing JV football, and uh, Willie was, uh, they had an amazingly talented uh, uh, varsity team at, that year. I think it was probably 1966 or 65. And um, so the, they brought the JV team up to, to play goal line defense against the varsity. And I think the first time I met Willie, he knocked me on my rear end about <laughs> sent me head over heels about three times, uh, picked me up and said, welcome to Varsity, welcome to Oceanside. So I knew what Oceanside football was all about, uh, kind of because guys like Willie Buchanan kind of knocked me down a few times, and I figured, <laughs> okay, I better figure this out or I'm going to get destroyed here. And uh, uh, But uh, tremendous, tremendous man, uh, just has been faithful throughout all the years. Uh, again, he loves Oceanside. Uh, um, the one thing that's unique, about Oceanside, the community, is that there's a tremendous love for uh, the place where we, we grew up. There's a tremendous connection between anyone who's gone through Oceanside. You know, I, I don't know if you call it crisis bonding. You know, you go through a lot of crises together, you're pretty much bonded. But there really is that, that unique bonding that hap- happens at Oceanside High School that really I haven't observed too many places that have that. And and a, a lot of that has to do with men like Willie Buchanan. He's just a tremendous, tremendous man of God, tremendously talented, tremendous inspiration to all of us. So uh, love him to death. Amen. I know you have other ones, uh, Ron Troxell and, and several others. Um, you are now um, the uh, the pastor and the overseer of our worship at at the Cross uh, Church in Oceanside. Tell me a little bit about the dynamics behind that. I know you've often called it a, a motley crew and the wild vine. <laughs> the wild vine. Uh, <laughs> but just tell me a little bit about the dynamics, 
dynamics behind that? You know, it, it, God just, I think, delights in bringing divergent people together, a diverse group of uh, people with amazingly dissimilar backgrounds, uh, you know, and for me to be even a part of it is just, you know, I, I just shake my head and wonder, it's just, God, you're amazing that you've allowed me to actually, I mean, I, I get the best of everything. I, I, I get to be in the sports world that I love. I get to do music that I've loved. And I get to do it with people that are amazingly gifted and talented and love Jesus. And I, I, I sometimes I just, I, I can't even find the words to say how much I am grateful and thankful that the Lord has allowed me to do this. And, and to be, you know, our, our worship teams are just uh, amazing men and women, and uh, uh, we rock. Amen. You rock. Praise the Lord. So, I, you know, I, I, we're going to go into our second part of, the, uh, of our show, but I, I wanted to uh, ask you to give us some words of encouragement. I know I consider you my mentor, and I can speak with you, and and there are times when I don't really want to do what certain things that that uh, that we do uh, when you ask me. But then you use the uh, the coach card. <laughs> I'm your coach. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> and, and, and I love it. But you've always been encouraging to me, even you know, in high school when I was a non-believer. You know, it took some things to bring me to the Lord. But praise God, I know Jesus. And and so leave us with some words of encouragement. You know. I, uh, I think for me, uh, I want to be like the Apostle Paul. You know, I, for, I want to forget what lies behind. You know, and forgetting what lies behind maybe means even forgetting good things that were behind. Pressing onward, pressing onward to the, the goal of knowing Jesus more today. Today is the day of salvation. It doesn't matter what happened 10 years ago, what happened 10 minutes ago. What happens is, is right now. Today is the day of salvation for each of us. And God has something unique for each of us every single day, every breath that we have, uh, that he's got something for it. And, and our, our job is just to stay walking close to him so that we can discover what that is. And, and so, like the Apostle Paul, forget what lies behind. Press onward to the goal of knowing Jesus more and more every single day. And, and that would be my goal for me, and I would hope that each of us would have that, something similar because there's nothing better. You know, I, I, uh, the story of Martha and Mary has been, obviously we talk about a lot, you know, that Martha's running around doing things for God, and, you know, she gets, she gets uh, frustrated with her sister who's just kind of sitting there just enjoying being present with Jesus and listening to Jesus' words. And, and, and Jesus' response is really telling she, Jesus says to Martha, 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 you're troubled about many things. And it's easy to get troubled. You know, talking about the world situation, talking about the Padres, talking about, you can get troubled about a lot of things, right? But there is only one thing that's needful. And Mary has chosen the better part. And that's what won't be taken from her. And, and so everything does get taken from us eventually. But the time we spend with Jesus that will never be taken from us. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I have a lot of love for you and, and a lot of respect. And I know you have a, 
uh, you have a legacy. You have a son who's in Japan evangelizing the world out there. And, and I think that's amazing. It shows uh, character. It shows who you are. And and I know we're supposed to mirror Jesus, but you sure are a good mirror to look at and, and to see that reflection that comes from that. Thank you, pastor and coach, uh, for being here today on Freedom with Adam Riojas. Thanks, I love Adam. You. Love you, man. God bless you. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday through Thursday, along with the classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for fall 2022. Visit them online at atthecrossoceanside.com. That's atthecrossoceanside.com. You just tuned in with us. This is Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just finished doing an incredible interview with an amazing man of God, pastor and coach David Barrett from Oceanside High School, who is currently still the varsity baseball coach. He is a very amazing man. He's a light to all that ever see him and know him. And as we begin our second latter part of the show we will finish the book of John, and today we're, we're going to start on verse 19. We read the first 18 verses last, last, our last show, our last Sunday, and I just want to briefly catch you up to see where we're at now, but if you remember when we started the book of John, it said, in the beginning was a word, and a word was with God, and a word was God, and eventually we see that the word became flesh, and that flesh was God in a human body. I love it. I know we covered a lot last time we were here. We literally got to see the plan of God when he started right off the bat in Genesis 3.15, where the seed of a woman would eventually crush Satan's head. And we all know uh, that it's impossible for a woman to have the seed because the seed comes from man. But here we see it early, uh, this miraculous... uh, uh, a person, this divinity, God, uh, being born of a woman. And then later, of course, we saw in Isaiah seven fourteen how a virgin was going to conceive and that child's name was going to be Emmanuel. And we saw who, that Matthew and Matthew one twenty three broke it down to us and said Emmanuel was God with us, God with us. And then, of course, and we went, and covered a few verses last week because, you know, the whole theme of John is to let us know that Jesus was God, that Jesus was God in the flesh. And, and as we look in through Scripture, 
we see that in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, we see that Jesus was in the form of God. In Colossians 1, 15 through 18, we see that Jesus was the image of the invisible God. And, and we see in there in those verses that he holds all things together. By him, all things consist. He literally holds the atom together. And of course, in Titus 2, 11 to 14, we saw that he is the great God and also, of course, our Savior. In Hebrews 1 through 10, we, we see that he is uh, uh, the righteousness of God, uh, the express image of him. That means exact image of God. And, and we also see that he holds all things together. And, and then we see an incredible conversation where God the Father is speaking to Jesus, and he says, God, you're God. And, and it's just powerful to see through Scripture that he is the true God, just as John tells us in 1 John 5, 7. And then, of course, we know that in 1 John 5, 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three, they're one, they're one. Some people believe that that was inserted, that you don't see it in Scripture until... Uh, after the King James put it in there. But let me tell you that if you go back to as early as the 200s, you you see that the church fathers were literally quoting this verse, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And I've even heard crazy stuff that say that, say that it was some uh, priest or somebody on fire that needed to to express that God was one, but that's always been in Scripture. And as we pick it up now, in John chapter 1, verse 19, it says this, And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? Who are you? They're literally wanting to know who Jesus, who John the Baptist was. He confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. He's not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are, are thou Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are thou the prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said unto him, who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? And then... He drops the bomb on them. He says this, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as says the prophet Isaiah. Literally what he was quoting was Isaiah 40, verse 3, where it says this, The voice of him... John the Baptist, that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Let me tell you how powerful that is. If, if you don't think Jesus is God, then you're missing the whole point. You're missing what Scripture says about him. That word Lord in that verse means Jehovah. Jehovah in the Hebrew, literally telling us that that, he, that John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jehovah, Jesus. It's mind-boggling, but it's the truth. And without believing that Jesus 
is not God, then we don't know him. We don't know Jesus. We need to know that, that he's God. And then in that same verse, it, it, it says that, that, that he's making a straight in the desert, a highway for our God. That word God that is used in the Hebrew is Elohim. It's a plural name for God. And that very same word is used right at the beginning in Scripture when it says, In the beginning God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Time, space, and matter. Right off the bat, it was God. It was it was a plural name for God. Yes, God is one. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. John now identifies who he is. Verse 24 says, And they which were sent were of the Pharisees, and they asked him, and said unto him, what, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elijah, neither the prophet? Why are you baptizing? They are now witnessing something phenomenal. Baptism, as far as we know, had never occurred before. Had never occurred. Yes, they did use water in the Old Testament to clean some of the some of the elements and some of the things that were in the temple that the tabernacle that was moved along uh, the desert during their freedom from Egypt. But you never saw baptism. They are now blowing away. Something new has just happened. There is someone who now says that he is the one preparing the way for Jehovah, for for Elohim, for God himself. Something marvelous has taken place, and, and they know that it is something new. What we do know, though, from Scripture is that uh, that God in the Old Testament is known as the fountain, the fountain of living water. Jeremiah says this in, in Jeremiah two thirteen: "For my people have committed two evils; they have forsaken the fountain of living waters, and have hewn out cisterns, broken cisterns." That can hold no water. Can hold no water. And in 17.3 of Jeremiah, it says again that that God is a fountain of living waters. We need water to survive. And now they're seeing something phenomenal. They're seeing baptism. And it's, it's to them something that can endanger their religious beliefs. There is someone now greater than them, and they are not willing to give up their positions. Verse 26 says this, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is whose coming is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it, I am not worthy to unloose. John is humbling himself. He is literally telling them, he is before me. He is preferred before me. He knows that Jesus is from eternity. He knows that in Micah 5.2, it says uh, where Jesus was going to be born, Bethlehem. But more than that, it says in that verse that he is from 
everlasting. He is before John. He's letting them know what is about to happen. These things were done in Bethsaida, uh, Beth uh, Bara beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Verse 29 says this. Hey, and if you just joined us right now, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. Welcome to the show as we're going through the book of John. And it is important, if you're not a believer, to just stay, stay tuned for a little bit. God can speak to you. And it's, it isn't by coincidence that you're hearing this right now. Listen, if you have no hope, if, if you are pondering the thought of committing suicide, if, if you're tired of drinking, if you see hopelessness, then let God speak to you now through his word. And as we pick it up in verse 29, it says this. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. That is a profound statement. And let me tell you why. Some of you may know the story of Abraham when he was given a son, the promised son, and God told him, to go offer him on, on an altar. And, and, and Abraham becomes obedient. It's, he's the father of obedience. It wasn't because of his works. It was because he was obedient to God that he's known as a righteous man. But as he goes off to do this, and, and as he's having a conversation with his son, he says this profound statement. In Genesis 22, 8, my son, God will provide himself, listen to that, himself, himself, a lamb for a burnt offering. Thousands of years before, Abraham gave us this prophetic word that he will provide himself, himself as a living sacrifice, as the Lamb of God, as John sees him and proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God which takes the sin of the world. Scripture is very clear that, that once we come to him, everything is made new again. And it doesn't make us perfect. There's still things that, that we need, but we have an advocate. The Lamb of God who can take your sin away. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, from all deeds, anything that, that, that is ungodly. See, the law of God is in, in your heart. Murders is, is not good because it's in your heart. You know that. No one needs to tell you. You know that. To steal is wrong. You know that. Your conscience tells you. If, you, if you're in a, an adulteress or if you are... And uh, in, in some kind of relationship that is not honoring to God, you know, you know, because it's inside of you. The law of God is inside of you. This is he of whom I said, verse 30, after me cometh the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Again, back to Micah 5 2. Jesus is from. Everlasting. He's not a created being. He is holy God, truly God. And as we continue to read, it says this, verse 31. 
and I knew him not, but he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I am come baptizing with water. And John bed record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode on him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit. And I saw on bear record that this is the Son of God. See, they understood that to say Son of God or even to take that title on would mean that he was God, that that person was God. He is the Son of God. We've often misunderstood that now. We say, yeah, he was a Son of God. <laughs> we have that messed up. He came from the bosom of the Father. He is from everlasting. He's always existed. Verse 35 says this, And again the next day after John stood and, it, and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. See, eventually he went to a cross. He died for you and I. That is love. No one took his life. He laid it down of his own free will. And he did that for you. He loves you with this incredible love. And it's simple. If we are hopeless now, we can say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me, God. I believe you died, Jesus, and rose on the third day in life changes. Something happens inside. Hope is restored. The Lamb of God. Verse 37, And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which being interpreted as master or teacher. Where do you live? Where dwellest thou? He said unto them, come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. Listen, if you just tuned in, welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. I am so glad that you are here with me now, and it is not by coincidence. God wants to speak into your life. And we are currently in the book of John, chapter 1, and now verse 40. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother. Now, here's what's interesting. If you're a Christian and you think that God is not using you, know this, that Andrew, as far as we know in Scripture, Reveals to them, never performed a miracle, never raised any, anyone from the dead. 
as far as we know, never preached great sermons, never recorded, and never wrote an inspirational epistle like First Peter or James or some of, you know, we don't see that. Yet he led Peter to Jesus, and then Peter did all these amazing things. He also led the lad with the loaves and fishes to Jesus, and also certain of the Greeks that we see in Scripture. The one that fed a multitude, the others led to a voice from heaven. Andrew had a quiet and noble ministry. You probably don't know the guy that led Billy Graham to the Lord or any of the great preachers today. And that may be you who leads that one person to Jesus. Verse 41, he first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, Peter, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shall be called Cephas, which by interpretation a stone. It's a small stone. It means a small stone because we know who the large stone is, and that's Jesus, the cornerstone, the foundation of our faith. Verse 43 says this, The day following, Jesus would go forth unto Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. And Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write about. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now, what prophets wrote about Jesus? I can literally quote one right to you right now. One that says, For unto us a son is born, unto us a son has been given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. And we see that through all of Scripture. Verse forty, verse 45 says, Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Now, what's interesting about the town of Nazareth is it isn't mentioned in the Old Testament or any other extra-biblical literature, uh, but there is no doubt that Nathaniel must have been familiar with this city and, and somehow knew that nothing really good existed in, in this town. And um, uh, the Nazarenes' ill-tempered reaction to Jesus when he returned to preach in their synagogue um, in Luke four sixteen to 30 may give us a little insight of this city and what it was all about. 47 says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite in doom in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence thou knowest me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before Philip called thee, 
when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. This is divinity being revealed. This is God. This is Jesus knowing all things. He saw Nathaniel before he even approached him under a tree. Maybe when he was under this tree, he was praying. Maybe he found himself alone. Maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you find yourself hopeless. You're tired of drinking. You're tired of the drugs. You live in an abusive situation right now. Jesus hears your prayer. And if you're not a believer, he still still knows everything. He still knows it. At that point, he saw Nathaniel under this tree, and and he perhaps he's asking God, reveal yourself to me. I don't know who you are. Do you really exist? I don't know what was going on at that time. But we know that Jesus saw him sitting under this fig tree before he even approached him. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, or teacher, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. That is amazing. That's where I get this this notion where he was probably seeking God. He wanted to know him. And he was maybe losing all hope. And Jesus appears to him. Jesus answered and said to him, because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. Believe thou? Believest thou? Do you believe now? Thou shalt see greater things than these. Wow! Greater things than these. Listen, if you're praying and, and, and you're asking God for something, you're going to see great things. You're not listening today by coincidence. God loves you. There is hope. With all the chaos going on in the world, with all the rumors of wars and everything going on, even China, uh, literally saying they will destroy us. And with everything going on with in Ukraine and everywhere else in the world, God is listening to you and God wants to be personal with you. God loves you. Greater things than these. 51, the last verse says, and he said unto him, barely, barely, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see the heavens open and angels of God descending and descending upon the Son of Man. He's God. He's the ladder to heaven. We need Jesus. You need Jesus. He's the only one who can give you hope. You're not on this show today by coincidence. You're not here with freedom with Adam Riojas, a pastor at the cross in Oceanside by coincidence. God loves you. Listen, if you want us to pray for it, reach out to us at the cross Oceanside.org. Look for us. We want to pray for you. You want to call us? Follow us. You want to you want to call us? 760-500-760-994-3534.
You can call us. You can reach us by email. We want to be there for you. We want you to partner up with us. We're not asking you for your money. We're asking you to seek Jesus out. His spirit now is being poured out on all flesh. Be part of this next great revival. You will see Jesus do greater things than you've ever seen. We love you guys. We thank you for being here with us today. And this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, pastor of At The Cross Church in Oceanside. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.